folks, it's uh, Jeff back with another episode of the Movie Review Show, hosted by Jeff. And uh, it's episode 274. It's a double shot. It's a it's a wake up call. If you got your, uh, it's a double shot of espresso, baby, coming at you. And uh, I am pleased to be here. It's 9:22 and 19 seconds in the a.m. on July the 9th, a Thursday here in the year 2020. Episode 812 of the MySpace, the podcast feed, if you're, if you're counting at, if you're keeping score at home, as they said, someone's once said, and uh, blah, 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 other things I would, I would often say here. I'm going to cut right to the chase. Uh, I have a backlog. So you, you know what a backlog is? Sometimes it's a, sometimes it's a term you might hear a plumber use, and, that, and that's, uh, and, and it's very, it's, it's, it's apt, it's apt for this because uh, this is a lot of shit that I have to, that I feel like I have to do. And uh, I'm going to do it. And, uh, I want to just go through where we're at right now with with the movie review show. I I just reviewed the little arc. Have yet to post that written review. Gonna try and do it today. I do want to I do want to highlight some of the more batshit uh, video clips. So I do want to cut out some video clips uh, as as I've been doing for that one. Uh, I'm not going to be doing that for either of these two movies. These two movies uh, will likely have uh, really short um, written reviews. Uh, there's a woman with her four ways on just stopped in the middle of the road right outside my my um, house she's walking to the tr- trunk uh, and she's picking up out of our garbage a uh, plastic um, p- uh, plant pot um, pot Holder. My neighbor just drove by and gave her a dirty look. I wouldn't have done that. That wouldn't have been my call on that. That's just kind of I'm I have my new standing desk, so I'm I'm kind of looking at the world as I record this, and it's a bit distracting. Uh, but I guess that's part of the that that's sort of what you've come to know and love of the show. Anyway, I do want I do want to try and get this all done within 20 minutes. Uh, talking about both of these movies and also giving you a setup of where we're at. So we got the backlog of movies I've watched and have yet to review, both in the written form and the mo- and the and the recording form. Now the recording form part of this is a little bit different. It's obviously off the cuff. It's it's just it's it's a podcast and it's just uh, it is it is what it, it is it is what it is. And uh, it's it's we're in it now. This is me doing it. I'm going to be reviewing the 1986 Australian movie Dogs in Space, as well as the 2020 Will Ferrell. Netflix vehicle, um, the Euro- Eurovision song. What the fuck? That's like it's got a long name. We'll get to it. Um, the Eurovision song thing with the Iceland. It's w- whatever. Both these movies are fine. Uh, not necessarily horrible in any ways. Not really great, and are, are very good either. Um, but I do want to tell you what's on the horizon. The Little Ark was the first of the kind of the reboot of the uh, True Random series, which I'm doing. That I hope to get that written review up today. Next up, uh, I'm going to at least be reviewing on the audio form uh, four movies, which are all of the Rick Alverson, um, the four of the five Rick Alverson movies that I have not yet done a podcast on. I rewatched the comedy and entertainment, and then I watched for the first time about a month ago or the last month uh, his two first films, The Builder and New Jerusalem. So I'm going to lump those into kind of, the, I feel like those are pairs in a way with the mountain being kind of this, like it's, I feel like it's a pyramid building up to the mountain. I think that I, I really see these five films as a set, these first five films of his, uh, the mountain I think is, is, is branching off to new territory. 
whereas the first two were very much a pair, same actors in the lead. And then, uh, but we're not here to talk about that anyway. That's just what I'm. That's what I'm working with. Then I have a whole like uh, a hodgepodge of other stuff going on. Uh, there's the Peter Greenaway director focus, which I have not reviewed a single one of his films because I'm 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 holding off on doing a I'm going to be doing a mammoth uh, multi-part um, podcast, uh, a little bit different of a project for me, and that is that is nearing the end. I'm at least nearing the end of writing that uh, the script or the the text of the written reviews, which will probably be a little different. And uh, watching all his movies, I'm at the last couple. I think there's three left to go of all of his filmography, and I just want to tie up that that that'll be you know at best by fall, by the time I'm done with that. But that's coming. Then here's some more random stuff. Just uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other movie reviews to 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 write and review. So again, I've kind of created this mess for myself because I keep watching movies and I haven't gotten a chance to review them. Uh, so I, I, they're not all necessarily fresh in my brain. On top of that, I have what I'm doing a, uh, I, and I should just, this should be its own separate episode because I'm not really, I'm taking away time for these lovely movies. Uh, one starring the lead singer of In Excess. And we will be talking about it shortly. Please uh, bear with me. Um, uh, but I also am doing a uh, Kelly Reichert film focus and a christopher guest film focus and uh, the christopher guest uh reviews have been coming out um i've done the i've done mascots have i done uh, and the big picture i'm going kind of in a i'm going jumping back and forth in his timeline beginning to end beginning to end and so on and so forth and then i also have i i have i have a note in my notes here i have at least six um, one, two, yeah, but uh, uh, six to ten f- kid kid films that I want I wanted to review, and and uh, some of them I wasn't sure how to uh, if I wanted to lump them lump them together and do do a uh, like I wanted to do an episode with Shark Boy and Lava Girl and the movie the Pixar movie Inside Out because I feel like Inside Out steals a lot from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It's a whole thing I have, and I'm working on it. Uh, but I have I, I, I there's so many movies. My point being. I'm I'm going to try and strive today to at least get some of them out. Main, namely being this this twofer and uh and two, and two more twofers. So it's really a three pack of twofers, which is a six pack. If you're if you're if you're uh, uh you, you can do some basic math at home. And the six pack, who doesn't love a six pack? It's Thirsty Thursday. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Dogs in Space. So I did watch this. I really should put in my notes here. My I have this file of notes that um I've been I'm I'm gonna make it as a public file for people to look at just the notes I take as I watch and I do it on my phone. Um, I do want to have those as a public link because I think I don't know. This just seems like they'd be fun to have. Uh, Dogs in Space. I did take a lot of notes for this. I haven't I haven't again I haven't written this review out and I haven't so I haven't really organized my thoughts at all um before starting this 
And there's a bunch. My son could wake up at any moment too, so I might have to hit pause on this. But I'm at least going to try to get through the dogs and space review. I decided to give both of these films a six, and it's a very low six. I debated on giving them the five, which for, is to me on my official scoring system, a five is the very lowest in terms of what I recommend you seeing this. So it's a slightly maybe, but it's just ever so slightly above that. I felt like they were at the low end of six more than they were at the high end of five, because they do have moments that that are enjoyable. And uh, both these films, Dogs in Space and the Eurovision Song. But Dogs in Space is a 1986 Australian film. And it's set in uh, Melbourne. Melbourne's, Melbourne's. I, I can't do it in an Australian accent. But I, as much as my, my brain wants me to try, I'm going to stop that feeling. Uh, it's, it's, it's written and directed by a man named Richard Lowenstein. And... He uh, has done a lot of music stuff with. He did a lot of music. Did a lot of music stuff with NXS and U2, and he did some. He redirected some concert films for both of those bands. Um, he has directed, but a few feature films uh, in the narrative sense in the f- fictional net world. Uh, one called Strike Bound, um, based on the novel by his mother. I think is. is um, I believe, uh, unless that's just a coincidence. I think I read that. I think I was doing some research on him before. I don't remember. Again, I should be doing. I should do this closer when I watch the film. He also has a movie called "He Died with a Falafel in His Hand," um, which uh, st- he which stars the um, what's his name, um, Noah Taylor. Who uh, is uh, a, a character actor who I would like a lot? So that's a 2001 mil- film by Richard Lowenstein that um, seems really interesting to me and, and one I would check out. I don't, I'm, I don't love. I didn't love this film, obviously, but I, I, I you know, didn't hate it. It it seemed to be, in a weird way, uh, you know, 1986. So, so what's that? Um, the one that I always think of. Is uh is Slacker by Richard Linklater, and this is not quite in that. That's 1990, so this is this predates that, and in a sense, it is a bit uh, I think ahead of its time in terms of this type of movie that it is, where it's just sort of plotless. It's sort of it just kind of these 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 aimless. I I, I summed it up as such. Um, ba ba da ba ba ba. Okay, we're and I've lost I've lost my place. Okay. I took a lot of notes here, and I don't want to really go through them all on the fly here because it's gonna—that's not gonna um, be good. Uh, you know, I think this movie is about how being young is fucked up and stupid, and also how sometimes your girlfriend overdoses and you become an international pop star. So that's sort of uh, you know my, my funny tagline, <laughs> that'd be my funny uh, 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 you know um, kind of uh, if I had a funny Rotten Tomatoes that I did like. Let's, I guess that's what I do. I do it. It's called the movie review. A show dot blogspot dot com. Check it out. Subscribe. Follow it. Uh, bookmark it. I guess it's a, it's a website, and uh, this will be up there with when I write this review, which hopefully will be for today. Uh, I guess should I just go through this quick? I mean, so it starts off, you know, right off the bat, I kind of was like, okay, I I know, I just I just could tell what this movie was. Uh, there's a lot of the um, suicide. The soundtrack is great, and in general. This kind of po this uh what do you what do you even call it? It's like um I don't would you call suicide po what is that era of like um I guess in this sense it's it's just specifically about a, about an era of Australian um 
uh, films called The Little Band. Po- it is po- it's like post-punk. It's, it's experimental post-punk. Punk. The Little Band scene was, was what it was called. And uh, I think there's a lot of some interesting um, bands that came out of this. That a lot of them, I'm not... See if I'm familiar with any of the bands. They're, yeah, they're they're a lot. They're 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 really like obscure. Like none of these even have. I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page for the little band scene, and none of the bands listed here. And there's a, there's a couple dozen, um, have even have a Wikipedia page. So they are they're like some underground shit. And obviously Michael Hutchins, he's the star of Dogs in Space. Although, it's funny you say star. I he doesn't nearly have the. Uh, he doesn't carry the film in, in a sense in, in a dialogue way. He's 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 almost this like uh, shaman kind of, uh, and it's a good performance. He just does. They don't give him a lot to fuck up in terms of uh, di- and re- reading lines. And I don't know how much of the film was um, improv. I would say probably less than it you would think. Um, but Michael Hutchins, of course, famously the heartthrob of NXS, who died um, in the very controversial. Uh, what did he he was was it auto erotic fixation? Was that is that this, am I getting my Australian heartthrob pop new wave disguise? Um, let me see here. Was it suicide? Wait. It might have been erotic asphyxiation. I guess there's some confusion about what exactly happened with him. But anyway, he died tragically at a uh, at the uh, t- 37. So uh, and I and, and they're really good. They're inaccessible in those bands that like I don't I don't really ever. Uh, man, they had one, two. When did he die? 97. So they just released another album. He he. They were fairly prolific. They had um. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten full lengths in the course of uh, the 1980 to 97. So not not pretty pretty prolific band for the air for that time. Um, and it's just sad, you know, it's a sad story. And um, he's like, he's got that like every bit of a like the rock star aura to him in this film. So in that sense, playing a rock star in the film, it really works doesn't work about this film is that some of the other performances are, are just a little you can just tell like you're not dealing with some of the ace actors so there it's a little uh the energy's a little off and it, it drags in parts it that would be my and I, I i i liked i would like a thing here or something interesting would happen then i would find my mind wandering for 10 minutes i feel like that's the best way i can kind of describe the film uh they say oi a lot there's some bad overdub overdubs um the dialogue and the slang was a bit much for me to process. I, I a lot of it was lost in translation of the uh, for for me in a lot of ways. One of the more interesting things too was the relationship with the police officers, and I don't know if this is an exaggeration or for some sort of effect that they were going for for the for the movie or if in 1980s Melbourne, Australia, did they have the cops were so lax and and they would come break up the party, but they didn't really give a shit and they weren't like they just weren't assholes. There was these guys like there's these cop characters that kind of play this this role that like it's it's hard to put my finger on. It gives I guess because I'm, I'm I'm uber sensitive about it in this this political uh, uh, climate, but it, it's just it was interesting to see how how they their relationship with police officers is just so like and and they're, they're bumbling idiots in one sense but they're also like, they're also clearly um 
friendly with everything going on. Uh, la di di da. Um, there's a couple of uh, songs by like again, the soundtrack has some really some gems. One of them was uh, a song called "Shivers." By the Screaming Jets, is that right? No, the birthday party. The birthday party. Why does it say? Oh, this is this is fucked up. If I can find this song, I, I I I didn't. A lot of the stuff I wrote down some lyrics of the songs I was hearing because I wasn't familiar with them. Um, the one I'm thinking of, I'm not, I don't know. I should again. I, oh shit! I should fucking. Uh, anyway, that's TBD. That's on my end to to figure out. Um, I'm reading the plot now. I'm, I'm jumping back and forth between my notes and the Wikipedia plot synopsis. Uh, da, 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 da. The, the film's minimal plot there you go, traces the day-to-day -day existence of the characters, particularly the relationship between Sam and Anna. It's largely made up of party sequences involving live music and drug use. Uh, they go to the convenience store a couple times. There's a guy with a chainsaw, and I, I thought, and I, and in my notes, I referred to him as Chainsaw Man. And then when they rolled the credits, he his credit name was Cr Chainsaw Man, and I thought that was pretty funny. Um, oh, there's a subplot about. Oh, this is what this is. What I thought one of the reasons, like, uh, so do the Dogs in Space is the name of the band because of the Soviets had launched the Sputnik, uh, whatever. Uh, satellite and they had the, they had a doggy in there a little cute little pup in in the in the uh, up in outer space so dogs in space uh Leica is the name of the dog if you're wondering uh, that got launched into space and um it's from Sputnik 2 and they they're constantly kind of watching footage on their like on their like shitty TVs about the 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 space stuff and um it's does it work I don't know. It doesn't. It seems a little bit. I seems just again, just like uh, it, it's the connection. There's no like. There's no thematic connection. It's just like that's the name of the band. They have a vague interest in this. I was trying to tie it together, and and I came up with kind of like my you know striking my shoulders. Uh, that's dogs in space. I don't know what else I have to say about it. I took so many notes. And I feel like when I take all these notes, I don't use the notes for anything. Um, I might go back and pull a, a couple of these. Um, clips out for the review just because some of them are do are kind of nice visually like it's like shot well in that kind of like that sense of um you know like that era of kind of like kind of low like lower budget but just like clearly shot on film look which is nice um Uh, at one point, I, my notes I wrote, I'm trying to resist the urge to simply shit on this at every turn. But the space subplot, man, that is forced. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, and then I said, I like the set design. The set design is nice. They have a lot of, um, like, the bedrooms stuff. Like, it's very kind of like artsy-fartsy, but it done, uh, done in a really, like, over-the-top way. Uh... I can't imagine wanting to watch this again. And so uh, that's always my, when I, that, that, that's never going to register a super high score with me, but I also can't say that it doesn't like have its moments. And it is again, a, a bit ahead of its time of this type of a film, uh, that, that was so aimless and, uh, you would start seeing more and more as we, as we go on. And, uh, and in general, I, I like 
films like that I'll, i can i can sometimes like them quite a bit and uh, as we'll see with the uh, when i do my rick alverson uh, reviews right around the corner little little plug for future eps uh, but there you have it. I don't have much more to say about this. The girl dies. The girlfriend dies. And then they, then, then I think it ends with... Uh, well, how does it end? They, um, uh, um, I think he... Um, Oh, it ends with the uh, with the guys. Yeah, he becomes like a star. Like it ends with like a music video shot. So that that too was like the girlfriend dies, and then did is that in his mind? Did he really go on to, to international stardom, as mentioned before, or did he did he um is he just imagining that? Who's to who's who who's to know? Uh, Euro Vision Song Contest colon. The story of Fire Saga. Um, yeah. All right. So I was. I'll start. I'll start here with this one. I'm trying to get to this. There we go. Uh, you can look at Will Ferrell, and he he wrote he wrote he co-wrote this. Uh, it's directed by. David Dopkin, who I think was looking at his filmography. Yeah, he's got he's got he's basically got a murderer's row here. Uh of uh he he directed Wedding Crashers. He directed Fred Claus. Yeah, he directed The Change Up, The Judge. An untitled Maroon Five documentary coming in twenty twenty one. We cannot wait for that. Alright, enough on enough on the Dobbs. I'm sure he's a lovely man. But uh this is a Will Ferrell vehicle. Uh, to do a to do an over the top character and to do kind of his Will Ferrell humor. It is and 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 if you're like me, you you're sitting out there and you're 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 just a, a normal normal dude and you're you're probably like, yeah, I like I like Will Ferrell. What's not to like about Will Ferrell? I agree with you. There's not what is there not to like about Will Ferrell? He's got I mean he's you know I think about his Eastbound and Down characters for just off the top of my head like it just. And so much of the little stuff that he's done, and of course all the stuff on SNL. He's so entrenched in some, like I'm I'm uh, uh, thirty not how old am I? Thir- oh, Jesus Christ, I'm in my late thirties and kind of kind of grew up. And he was on Saturday Night ninety five nine. You know that's sort of when I was in high school. So like yeah, I I feel like and then you know, then he has this run of just kind of unbeatable performances in terms of and I, do they all do they all hold up no they don't all hold up certainly not um but but you hit a st- you you can hit you can see a clear break when he has been doing still doing a ton of movies and goddamn i've i i have if i've seen some of them they have not been good and they've been some of them have been downright pretty bad uh, after 2008, Step Brothers, which is, I think it genuinely holds up, probably, uh, though I haven't watched it in a while. Comedy. Now, I don't like, I, I feel like this is not to shit on Will Ferrell. I feel like doing comedies, mainstream comedies especially, uh, is, is just like impossible these days. I feel like it's, and I, not to be that guy, I'm not trying to, like, it's not like, I'm not like, oh, fucking. Uh, the SJWs took away. Can't say anything. Can't be funny. And and 
it's not like that. I don't come at it from that angle, but it's also hard to deny that there are like limits placed on things or there's like a limiter that restricts the creativity of where, where these jokes can go. And some of the jokes were, were never good and, and they're always going to be bad. But I somehow I think that that, that ruins uh, like uh, something like old school, for example. Like I, I, I loved old school when I first saw it. I, I was dying laughing. Would I still die laughing watching it? No, it's uh, doubtful. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't uh, like it as much. But I mean, I still it's still I think of it and I think of it fondly. But what you can't do is look at Wolf Harrell's uh, filmography. And it's just these titles of these movies are just uh, amazing. Um, you know, even even including and I never saw these, you know, Daddy's Home. He made two Daddy's Home. What do you see in the first Daddy's Home? It's got to be right. When did he make that? Daddy's Home 2. I'm looking at his filmography, but I don't see Daddy's Home 1. Was he not in Daddy's Home 1? What is Daddy's Home? I don't, what am I? He's in da Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2. They, first of all, Daddy's Home 2 came two years after. Was da was Daddy's Home? What was that? That's the that's the uh, Mark Wahlberg one. I don't even know uh, half of these. Oh, I really know Holmes and Watson, which was notoriously panned and kind of shuddered wasn't that like uh um between the two ferns i reviewed really bad uh <laughs> and i like that web show but the movie's not good um it just it's just so many bad so I, I i looked at this movie eurovision song costume contest colon the story of fire saga and i appreciated the kind of the weirdness of it and see it, it feels like it came out of left field it's it had it just had a little bit more love behind it than I feel like probably some of the other ones. Did. At least he's trying to do something like super weird and 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 kind of over the top. And I think he's that's when he's kind of at his best when he's just in that role. Oh, anyway, just to give you a little bit of background, I've been talking and talking. I'm not going to go on too much longer here. Um, this is he wrote this. He co-wrote the the movie. Like I said, this is a Netflix movie. I thought it was a TV show when I first saw the like the when I saw first caught wind of it i thought it was like a a limited kind of eight eight episode tv show um like a limited series but no it's a two and the, the biggest problem with this movie is that it's two hours and um change and it there's no need there's no need that this movie needs to be one second longer than 90 minutes long if not even shorter it and and you feel that watching it, you can just tell like uh, this whole sequence could have just been left on the editing room floor, and no one would have been any worse to watch, worse to wear for it. Uh, it's that's that's the problem with the movie is that they just didn't know what to leave in, and I guess couldn't isolate the what was what was funny about it. But there are there are some funny little goofs. I, I the thing with the elves I thought was good. This kind of this this funny thing was it's about so the story is these two Icelandic people that maybe they're brothers and sisters, maybe not. It's never fully shored up whether that was because they kind of hint that maybe they are. Uh, but they come from a small town in Iceland. Uh, Will Ferrell doing an accent. Rachel McAdams plays his uh, co-conspirator here. She's the co-star. The the very good Rachel McAdams. Uh, doing a less a lesser accent, not sure what what her accent was supposed to be. 
Um, and then, then the co-stars are uh, this guy Dan Stevens, who oddly enough, I just yesterday, and I still, I just, I just finished watching a movie yesterday called another Netflix movie called Apostle, and this guy Dan Stevens is the lead in that. He plays the kind of bad. I guess he's the, the, the foil. Uh, he's another. He's a, basically these Icelandic singers. They're 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 in a, a duo called Fire Saga. That's the name of their band. Kind of a meaningless name. Um, they go on. There is a the thing about this is the Eurovision Song Contest. Now, as an American, you might not know what that is. I, as a cultured American, do know what the Eurovision Song Contest is. Is a real is a real contest. Uh, based and I'm 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 now I'm going to Google the, the Eurovision. Just kidding. Uh, as an international song competition, it's held annually by the European Broadcasting Union. Uh, and it's been going on since 1956. Okay, and I think, you know, they've been. I think they've had some big winners. And uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to get like a list of list of winners because they do have an ABBA clip early on in, the, in this film that I want to say maybe it isn't, but uh, it, I want to say maybe it's from the same. Maybe it was real. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not seeing a, a clip of this. But anyway, it's like it's pop music. It's like totally. And I think I think the lyrics have to be in English. Uh, I don't know if that has always been the case uh, or if that's a thing. But like the, the, the kind of songwriting that they did for this movie, like the, the fake songs that they constructed just for this film are, are very much in that kind of. That ABBA zone where where the syntax isn't great. And like I, I have a fondness for all of that kind of vapid music especially when it's like international songs and in, in, in they're written in, in, Eng in the English language and they don't quite get every everything doesn't quite line up the translation it's like really close it's close but it's, it's like just not there um, and actually the 2020 version of the year it was actually canceled because of the pandemic uh, the actual contest um, and maybe maybe every <laughs> there's just no end in sight for this this thing too. Which is, is, uh, I sometimes go about my day to day life and I'm like, hmm, watching a stupid movie on Netflix, being like, we're in this sort of hellish loop that just feels like there's no it's just there's no end. I just don't see. I just don't know how the, this how we get this country gets past past it. And it's funny because there is like a little running gag in this movie uh, with it where Will Ferrell just mercifully shits on America these four American tourists just just like over the top just hates americans and he's the and he's the only like the one of the only american actors it's, at the end of the film they actually have like a they run the cast and they put little flags next to everyone's actual names like i didn't realize rachel mcadams is canadian although that makes sense and he's basically one of the few americans in any kind of big uh um consequential role in this film and um it's funny that his character's on the shitting on the americans thought that was a good goof like there are good goofs there's a well-intentioned thing and like it's a huge production that's another thing that i i that struck me about this and watching it sometimes i don't appreciate my tv but this one out of which i would have never have guessed it was one that i was like oh the uh this was actually shot on location in, in iceland and in edinburgh uh, edinburgh or edinburgh whatever uh scotland um i just sounded like a dumb american right there uh which is, you know, par for the course, but neither here nor there. Uh, the the locations, the shots, they're 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 huge. They're it's a it's a like I don't know how much money this cost. I guess it's on here, probably somewhere. Let me see. 
budget. Now, you know, they're always... Netflix is kind of shady with their budgets. Trying to look at production. Anywhere here? Uh, it says here, production costs in Iceland were $3.6 million. Um, and, they pay, and the government, the Icelandic government paid close to a million dollars as part of the country's movie production incentives. It seems, it seems like, it seemed like it would be more, it, it was a bigger production than that. Maybe, maybe, maybe just look that way. It, just, it looks good. I mean, just the, just the landscapes in Iceland are worth, they're worth their weight in gold, folks. Just how pretty they look up on your screen. These, the glacier and water and just love, it makes you want to go to Iceland, really. I guess Glasgow in Glas it was it is Edinburgh Edinburgh Edinburgh, Scotland, and Glasgow was shot in there and so it's shot on location they did this all really uh you know and and, and the, the funny uh, stage productions of of their songs every time they have to perform a song all the different characters including the uh, two main leads um, is over the top and it like. I, I just like that they went the extra mile with all that. They you know they, they wrote all these songs. They I guess they had an Icelandic song. I was looking at the credits. Uh, I like I like how in Netflix you can you can go back and says watch you can actually but you you have to do it yourself. It doesn't you don't automatically watch the credits. They want you to get right into. Oh, sorry, they want you to get right into the next thing. In Netflix, they want you to get right. We got to binge watch something else. Just finished two hour movie. Got to watch something else. Got to immediately autoplay something a, tra a trailer for some shit. But no, they actually have an option now where you can watch the credits. Like, and I, as a nerd, I like to I like to read the credits, or sometimes not all the time. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is in this. He's a, he, he plays uh, Will Ferrell's dad. He's really he's good. He's it, they're like little little good side performances. I, I can't shit on this movie totally. You know, I want I I well, going in thinking like I was gonna be. I I think my best case. Uh, reaction was was realized i i didn't have high expectations i didn't really know and so i feel like i've i i met the i met them at the highest that they could have ever been they didn't exceed them necessarily um because again this is this is this movie's got some problems and it's got some choppiness and and just just some major editing would have just i think uh would have would have because uh, i'm giving this a six a low six but um I think that with it was some some editing. Yeah, you, you got a solid seven on your hands here, folks. And I don't really know what else to say. Uh, so I I will I won't say anything. I think I've said enough, folks. Movie the movie the movie review show dot blogspot dot com. That's the new URL. If you've listened to any past episodes where I've talked about some other site URL, uh, that you're gonna want to ignore that all that. That's not that's 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 not accurate information. I can't. I'm not going to go back and, and try and find and, and uh, edit the audio of all past episodes. That's that's craziness. I don't have the time to do that. So you want to go to movie the movie <laughs> the movie review show dot blogspot dot com. Was kind of surprised that that was there, but I guess the 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 in it was the clunkiness of the URL that so that was not taken. The movie review show dot blogspot dot com. After all these years of the blog spots being in existence, that one's still available, and I Jeff have nabbed it, and I've got a total of ten reviews up there. Uh, both of these film uh, again. I'm not going to spend too much time writing the reviews for either one of these two movies I read today. Dogs in space and. You're uh, the one with the we just talked the long title one, uh. So, but but these but these uh, the audio will be up for both of them, 
and that's something for this is this is the 244th episode i got i've lost track of how many total movies i've done i think it's up to th- th- over 325 now because we do do 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 these uh, twofers. We do do these twofers. That's a, a mouthful. We do do these twofers. We do do these twofers from time to time, such as this time. And this time, our time is up. Folks, the podcast has ended. Go in peace. And I'll see you at the movies.